Hello world, welcome back to the Simple Sports Podcast. Is I again Capo and man, it is here, baby. Week one NFL. We are already officially underway. Chiefs beat the Texans on Thursday night. We have arrived, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL season is here, and I couldn't be more excited. Today we're going to talk about uh, really quickly first the Thursday night game, but we are more importantly going to go over some fantasy football tips, daily fantasy. I got my team lined up. I'll give that to you as well as my picks for the week. Uh, I'm excited. But first, I want to talk about Thursday because, man, that was ugly. Uh, It was ugly. Chiefs versus Texans, and one team looked like the season never ended, and they just picked right back up where they left off, and the other team uh, looked like they hadn't practiced yet, and that would be the Texans, obviously, and the Chiefs. So let's talk about it. Mahomes, first of all, he's special. What else is there to say? And what what was interesting to see was him... You could see the progression in him as a quarterback Thursday night, uh, checking in and out of plays more often, more frequently, checking in and out of the right plays more often and more frequently. It was just a masterpiece. Um, The stat line isn't eye-popping, although it is still pretty good, Um, but you watch the tape and you can see, listen, he was rusty. He missed a few throws, no doubt about it. Um, Everybody looked at times a little bit off. Um, He definitely missed a few throws, some he just kind of let get away from, but you know. I, what's to be expected in week one, regardless of the season. Um, so nothing there. Clyde was hilarious. Not a whole lot to say there. Um, no surprise. Um, you heard the buzz in the off season. So if it came up and snuck up on you, you just weren't paying attention. Um, uh, you heard the buzz in the off season, had a great game in large part due to what's around him. I didn't realize how small he was <laughs> until the game. You see him at LSU, and I guess because it's the difference between college and NFL players, because in college, I mean, yeah, he looked small, but in the NFL, he looks small, and I, you know, you read his, his measurements, uh, it doesn't stand out there, but on the field, on the film, man, he looks tiny. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a concern. We saw him get stopped on the goal line a few times. That raised an eyebrow a little bit, so... Uh, we'll see how they handle that. They're, they're they're creative enough to get around it, but um, we'll see if it becomes a problem. I should say, Andy Reid was special. The face mask was hilarious, and it was just like Andy Reid to have that. Um, so props to Andy Reid; he's a great coach. Bill O'Brien, on the other hand, man, the Texans looked unprepared. They looked unprepared, and they looked untalented. And then even within the first game of the year, you could see Deshaun Watson get frustrated and start to press. You could tell he was pressing at some points of the game, um, and it, it was just all bad all the way around for, for the Texans. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Got the big contract, no doubt about it, deserves it. Um, but his franchise is letting him down from a coaching standpoint and from a personnel standpoint. So feel bad for him. Not totally bad because he did go to Clemson, so, you know, there's that. But um, uh, just as a great player as he is, I feel bad for him. That's it. That's all I got on Thursday night. It was excellent. Um, listen, it wasn't the greatest game. The crowd was a little funky, um, but, you know, some things we got to get used to and lack of crowd, very little crowd is going to be one of them. It was still fun to watch, though. No doubt about it. Very excited for the NFL, NFL to be back. And uh, with that, the Band-Aid has been ripped off. It is time. Uh, and so right now we're going to get to this week's picks. 
All right, so I'm a DraftKings guy myself. Never got into FanDuel. Um, no, no disdain or disrespect to FanDuel, but when I got into Daily Fantasy, I just went to DraftKings, and that's that. Uh, so my point is, that's where all my picks will come from. Um, so if the value or the lineups are a little bit different um, for FanDuel, I don't know. I've never, I've never done FanDuel, but if they are a little bit different, then you know, take that what you will. Um, otherwise, DraftKings is the way I go. Um, and I will only give, I'll give you my picks for every game, but I will tell you the five that I think are, I, I guess the five that I would really pe uh, put my money on. I usually put a little, a little money on every game, even if it's, you know, five, 10 bucks, whatever. Um, but I'll give you the five in particular that I think are, are my best bets, if you will. And, and maybe we'll come up with a name for that. So, um, I'm not going to give you all the picks. As far as like daily fantasy goes, I'll give you all the picks as far as picking the games. I do a ton of lineups for daily fantasy. Um, I do a bunch of different variations. Um, I try to make the most uh, with a little bit of money. Um, and so the, in order to do that, you have to play a lot of different lineups. Um, and so that's what I do. And so I'll give you a few, um, a few options, like a, a pool of players, if you will, and, and go with it from there. Just so you know. None of my picks will be from the previous Thursday's games, not for the ones I give you. That just makes it simple, uh, makes it consistent, and it makes it easier for me content-wise. So all of the picks that I give you on the Saturday's pod, and we'll do this every Saturday, all of the picks that I give you today are based on all of Sunday's games. I will try to do Sunday and Monday occasionally, um, but if I do, I'll let you know. Um, for the most part, it'll be for Sunday's games, though. Um, so with that, we're going to get started first with the picks. We'll start with the picks, and then we'll go into the daily fantasy toward the end. Um, let's start first with the Patriots at home versus the Dolphins. This game, the over-unders uh, over -unders is set at 42. Um, Patriots minus 6.5 at home. I'm taking them Patriots. Uh, listen, all the stuff around the Dolphins is cute, but... A, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still the starting quarterback, at least for week one. Uh, B, I'm not as big of a believer in two as everyone else. Um, I, I will slow down on that train. I'm, I, I'll be late to that party. Um, I'm okay on that. And uh, listen, I like Brian Flores as a coach, but the Patriots have Bill Belichick, okay? And opening day, new quarterback, everyone's trashing the, the Patriots as far as their roster and, and where's all the talent. Okay, Patriots minus six and a half at home to open the season versus the Dolphins. I will take the Patriots. If you're over under person, I would probably take the under. Um, I don't know. 42 seems a little low. I don't know what the weather's like there. Um, I don't know if it's going to be rain or anything like that. 42 seems a bit low, but then again, you're talking about the Patriots offense from last year with the addition of Cam Newton and the Dolphins who aren't great. So maybe 42 is the right number. Who knows? I'm, I'm not a big over-under guy myself. Uh, next game, Browns. This is one of the games that I would bet. Okay? And I'll just make note of that as I go through. Browns getting 7.5 at Baltimore over under 48.5. I am taking the Browns. Um, Browns went into Baltimore last year, beat the Ravens 40-25. to um, Had a decent game or a decent showing in the second game. Baker, 20 for 30 for... 342 yards and a touchdown, one interception. Lamar Jackson was 24 of 34, 247, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, 
here's the thing. One thing that I haven't heard mentioned a lot about the Ravens this offseason. No Marshall Yonda. Uh, he's gone. Another thing, you can say what you want about Earl Thomas as a locker room distraction that they said he is and, and how toxic that situation was and all that good stuff. Uh, Earl Thomas is a good player. Uh, he, I don't know if he quite fit what they do in Baltimore, um, but the fact that remains Earl Thomas is a good player. Do you get better without that toxicity in the locker room? Sure, you do. Uh, but let's not pretend that they just totally erases it, the the issue and that Earl Thomas isn't a good player. Is he what he used to be in Seattle? No, probably not. Um, but is he a good player? Yeah, he's, he's a really good safety. So that is still a loss. Now, they did add Calais Campbell, who I love. Um, but that's more run support. And so we'll see. We'll see about that defense. I take the Browns seven and a half. Um, Marquise Brown is healthy for the Ravens. Here's the key for the Browns. Um, one, they got to run the football. I think Stefanski will. He did it in, in Minnesota with the play action as well. So I think Baker and Nick Chubb will benefit. And because Baker is going to do better with the two tackles, Conklin and, and the guy that they drafted, uh, and a healthy Njoku back, I think the Browns get the Ravens. Ravens just come out a little rocky. That's okay. I, their season won't be over. But week one, I think the Browns take the upset. Seven and a half points. Take it. Bills at home versus the Jets. Minus six and a half for the Bills. Over under is at 39 and a half. Give me the Bills. I think the Jets are a hot dumpster fire. And I don't love the Bills either. But they are far, far, far better than the Jets. No question about it. Take the Bills. Um... Next game that I would bet, Panthers getting three points at home versus the Raiders. Over-under is at 47.5. I am taking the Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. I think they're going to be able to score points. One, because they got a lot of weapons. Two, because Teddy Bridgewater, he may not be a superstar athlete. He may not be Lamar Jackson or, or Patrick Mahomes. But he has his head on straight, okay? And he's not, James Wins, he's not going to turn the ball over 40 times, all right? He may not throw for four touchdowns every week, but he's competent enough to lead those weapons to score a lot of points. The question is, with the overhaul in their defense, will they be able to overcome one of the worst defenses in football all of last year? That is going to be the question. They get a soft opening, I think, with the Raiders and at home, for what it's worth, given the fan situation. I trust Teddy Bridgewater far more than I trust Derek Carr. Um, the question is, with the new coach, the new system, how is that going to work with no offseason? That's going to be weird, something they're going to have to adjust to. And again, how is the defense going to adjust after the overhaul in the offseason? Carolina allowed the fourth most rushing yards per game last year, the most touchdowns, and finished ranked 32 in, rank, or in rushing defense DVOA. So they got to do better. They, they spend a lot of draft capital on the defense. Uh, but again, no offseason, new coach, new quarterback. How's that all going to come together? I believe they get a nice soft opening with the Raiders. And uh, listen, the Raiders will test them early with the running, right? Josh Jacobs, um, I'm sure they'll look to do that early and often. Um, but fortunately for the Panthers, the Raiders aren't elite. And I think they'll be able to get the upset there. Up next, we have the Eagles and the 
Washington football team. Eagles minus five and a half at Washington over under 42 and a half. I was leaning towards the Eagles on this, um, but losing five and a half points with all the injuries they have. Miles Sanders questionable. Lane Johnson questionable. Alshon Jeffrey out. Uh, and with Washington's new additions in the offseason to that defense, I don't think their offense is going to be much to sneeze at or to look at. But defensively, they're going to be as outstanding on the uh, defensive front. Five and a half points they're getting at home. I think I'll take Washington to to cover that. Uh, Bears plus three at Detroit. 42 and a half is the over, under. Give me the Bears. I don't like Matt Stafford. I don't like Matt Patricia. Um, and they don't have enough talent. I don't like Mitch Trubisky either, uh, but they have far more talent surrounding him on both sides of the ball than Detroit does, and they're getting three points. Uh, Give me Detroit, or excuse me, give me the Bears on that. Colts, I have the Colts at plus eight. I have to imagine that's a typo on my part as a minus eight. Um, I don't even need to look that up. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Um, Colts plus eight, or excuse me, minus eight at Jacksonville. Give me the Colts regardless. I know eight's a lot of points, but Jacksonville is atrocious. Yes, they have Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark, and that's about it. Uh, actually, don't I don't mind Minshew. I don't think he's great, but uh, he's not bad. He's not bad. I'm not sure what he is yet, but he is not bad at all. Um, and DJ Chark is not is not a scrub. The problem is that's all they have. Um, they got rid of everyone else that was any good on their team, and so. Uh, they're not going to win very many games this year. No shock to anyone. Give me the Colts in that. Vikings minus two and a half at home uh, versus the Packers over under 45. I'll take the Vikings in that. Um, I'm not buying the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is on the way out. I think last year they won a lot of close games, um, and now I don't think they're going to be that uh, fortunate this year to do so. Uh, give me the Vikings minus two and a half. They don't have any superstar studs in their team. Cook's nice. Thielen's really, really good. I'm not quite sure he's on the level of like a number, number, number one receiver, like a Julio or someone like that. But really, really good. Um, and they're going to beat the Packers. Um, Packers, they just whiffed on the offseason. And uh, I think Rodgers is going to be pissed after week one. Uh, the Bengals. Getting three points at the Chargers over under 43 and a half. Give me the Bengals. Plus three, Joe Burrow goes on the road to beat the Chargers, who have Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. I know he's played in this league. I know he started. I know he's been in the playoffs and all of that stuff. But I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals, A, are fine under the radar because they don't have a ton of talent, specifically on defense. Their offense, though, is capable of being really good. Why? A.J. Green, if he's healthy, is uh, is a stud. Tyler Boyd, stud. Joe Mixon, up in the air about, but pretty good. Okay? And then, uh, what's the guy's name? Ross. They got weapons. Um, And the Chargers, listen, no Derwin James this week. I think the Bengals take this plus three. Give me the Bengals over the Chargers. Cardinals plus seven at the 49ers over under 47 and a half. Give me the Cardinals. Yes, I am all in on the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. This is one of the games I would bet. This is the third game of the five. Uh, One thing really impressed me last year about the Cardinals, and that was Cliff Kingsbury. And it wasn't 
because his scheme was great or his system was great. It's actually because it wasn't and he adjusted to that. And that to me shows that he is a good coach. He's going to be a good coach. Maybe not a great coach. We'll have to see. He's still going to have to win in order for that to be the case. But it showed me that he's not so full of himself as a coach that he's not willing to adjust. We've seen some guys do that. Um, and I don't think he's one of them. He, on the fly, in his first year, decided to make a change. Decided to pivot. And I think that bodes well for the Cardinals. Uh, not to mention uh, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, who... Thank God the Texans got rid of because he ate my Titans up week in, week out. Uh, so he's got a new weapon. And D-Hop, while he's already a vet in the game, now gets to learn some things from one of the best wide receivers to ever put on cleats, and that is the great Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, second year for Cliff, second year for Kyler. The defense is where the uptick needs to happen. Um, they made some additions that I do like with Jordan Phillips. Uh, Devon Kennard, the rookie Isaiah Simmons, among a few others. Uh, so I really like the Cardinals plus seven at San Francisco. I expect the 49ers to rally later in the year. Um, no no need to panic. I think they are going to lose this opening game. Um, but no need to panic. Um, I think they'll rally later in the year and be just fine. Um, the problem is I don't trust Jimmy G. Um, but that's for another pod for another day. Another game that I would bet. The Bucks getting three and a half at New Orleans over under 47 and a half. Give me the Bucks. Mike Evans or not, I trust Tom Brady more than I trust Drew Brees at this point in their career. Yes, Tom Brady's older, and he still, despite the weapons that he didn't have last year, looked better to me than Drew Brees did towards the end of the year. Um, listen. I think the Bucks will be the appropriate mix of hyped and pumped for the year, especially with Tom Brady, um, as well as prepared and 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 focused and ready for the for the the minutia of playing the game itself, because they have Tom Brady, and that's what Tom Brady does. Tom Brady's cool under pressure, and I think Tom Brady is not going to get caught up in the hype of the Bucks so much as he's going to be ready and focused and prepared to win the football game. And I think that's what's going to keep them grounded. They got to lose by four. Um, I like their chances of, of, even if they do lose the game, I like their chances covering that three and a half at New Orleans. Rams getting three at home versus the Cowboys over under 51 and a half. I like the Rams here at home. I'm not a buyer. I'm not a believer in the Cowboys. All this Super Bowl hype is exactly what I'm looking forward to because I cannot wait to see the disappointment on Cowboys fans' face when it does not happen. In fact, I hope they start the season 0-10. I, I, there's nothing. There's a few teams that I just genuinely don't like. The Steelers, the Cowboys, the, the Packers, the, the Texans. The Jack, I, I love a lot of players, coaches from those organizations, but in terms of watching them on Sunday, there is nothing that gives me more pleasure than to see the Dallas Cowboys lose every single game, and I hope that the Rams beat them on Sunday. This is as much of an emotional pick as I'm ever going to make. Uh, especially with all the Super Bowl hype. I hope the Rams come out and just mollywop the Cowboys. I'm taking the Rams plus three at home to win that game. Last two. Two of my favorites. 
I didn't bet this one. Um, and I didn't. I'm not quote unquote giving you this one to bet, but this is one of my favorite bets that I didn't make. Giants getting six points at home versus the Steelers over under 46 and a half. Give me the New York football Giants with Daniel Jones, Saquon, Slayton, Shepard, Golden. I don't know if Golden Tate is actually. Let me check the injuries. I think Golden Tate is all set to go. No, he's still questionable. Um, we'll see if he plays um, on Sunday. This will actually be, I heard this stat not too long ago. I don't remember the number the number of games, but Tate Shepard, Slayton, Jones, Barkley, and Evan Ingram, none of them have ever played a full game. Actually, I don't think any of them have played a game together, period, that whole combination. And it looks like that streak is going to continue potentially with Golden Tate being out. Nevertheless, I don't like the big Ben quarterback situation in Pittsburgh. I just don't buy it. All this hoopla about him coming back in better shape and better mental capacity and yada, yada, yada. Big Ben, listen, when the rubber needs to meet the road, that's not the guy I want. I've watched him too many times. And that the Jacksonville game, all the times against New England, even though they're not really in the mix anymore, as a lot of people think. Um, not to mention the Browns, the Ravens. And you laugh. You laugh. It is possible Big Ben goes down again. It's possible that the Steelers finish last in that division. Think about it. I, I don't think the Bengals are going to be, finish above the Steelers. But let's just say Joe Burrow turns out to be that dude. He does have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Cleveland turns out to not be the steaming pile that they've been for the last 50 years. And the Ravens, we certainly don't expect to be a bad football team. Who's to say that the, the Steel, are the Steelers going to be able to repeat what they did last year defensively? And is Big Ben A- is he going to come back and be what he was before he got hurt? And B, if he is, how long is he going to stay healthy? Those are two questions that are real about the Pittsburgh Steelers, regardless of whether or not Big Ben stays healthy. I don't think the Steelers are going to be very good for the, uh, for this year. One, they don't have Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell anymore, okay? You say what you want about them as far as personalities, but as far as football players, they have not replaced them yet. Sorry, Juju. Sorry, James Conner, but they're not those guys. They're good, but they're not those guys. That's the first thing. Second thing, I've said this on another podcast. I've written about it. I'll say it again. It is hard for even great defenses to repeat uh, performances uh, in back-to-back in three straight, four straight. It's just difficult to do for a great defense, let alone for a defense that was just really, really good. It doesn't happen very often. So I'm taking the Giants plus six at home. The last game, of course, my Titans minus two and a half at Denver over under 41 and a half. No Von Miller check for the Titans. Bradley Chubb may or may not be banged up. Check for the Titans. Jeffrey Simmons and Jadavian Clowney. This is one of the best signings in the offseason. That is going to be a problem. They're going to line him up alongside Jeffrey Simmons, and who? how are you going to double them? And then on the backside, 14 sacks in two years. Harold Landry on the backside, 
that defense is going to be a problem with the addition of Jadavion Clowney. Um, and Denver struggled offensive line-wise last year. I don't think it's gotten any better this year. The tackle struggles, I think, continue. Uh, and I think Tennessee gets after Denver, especially with no Von Miller. Cortland Sutton probably not going to play as well, given the Titans minus two and a half all day long. Ladies and gentlemen, those are my picks for the week. Let's move on to some daily fantasy tips. Uh, let me know what you think about those picks in the comments. Go make some money. Uh, let's talk about some DraftKings. All right, so DraftKings. Uh, I was debating a few different ways to do this. Um, I was wondering if I should just give the team that I, I built. But the problem is I built so many teams, it's hard for me to just pick one. Um, so I don't know if this will necessarily be the best team. It may just be what I think is the best team at the moment. I'm going to build, who knows, probably 20 to 30 additional teams. Um, and then we'll, we'll decide who to go with, uh, tomorrow with the, a few different options. So I think what I'm going to do is give you the team and then probably give you a few alternatives. Uh, you know, guys that maybe you want to keep an eye out for on injury list. Um, some replacements for uh, those types of guys, things like that. Um, and you take uh, from it what you will. Um, I just, I didn't want to limit it to like, this is the team you need to play. Because again, I play so many different teams and that's just not my philosophy to just build one team. So let's get right to it. I'm going to start with the running backs. We're going to go with Christian McCaffrey uh, to start with. And that's an obvious one, right? But for me, this is what it came down to. I looked at the running back matchups. There were a few that I really liked um, just based on who the teams are and what we saw last year. Philly and Washington, I really like Miles Sanders there, but the problem is Miles Sanders is banged up, and that defensive front for Washington is scary. Um, so I stayed away from Miles Sanders uh, just for week one. I want to see how he looks if he does play, um, and if he doesn't play, well, then all the more reason, obviously, to not go there. Uh, another one that I like is Indy and Jacksonville. I don't think Jacksonville's defense is very good. Um, the problem there for me was I wasn't sure who to play. Um, the weather is going to be rainy, supposedly. And so with Phillip Rivers' age, no super explosive wide receivers um, and playing against a bad team, I just, you know, they're going to run the football. Uh, my instinct says to go with Marlon Mack there, but Jonathan Taylor, they drafted first. Uh, I don't know if he was a first round pick, but he was one of their top picks. And, um, it's just hard to say who's going to get the bulk of the carries without really being in the know. I'm not 100% sure. My instinct says to go with Marlon Mack, um, but uh, I chose not to go with either for the for the reasons I just laid out. Uh, another one that I really liked uh, was, let me see, uh, I like Le'Veon Bell at Buffalo. Uh, I just, Buffalo's defense is so good. But again, this is another rainy situation. Not a big fan of Darnold. And they don't have a lot of weapons there. My problem is how much production are you going to get out of Le'Veon Bell? You know, you're going to get production from him, right? He's their offense. But how much, are you going to get 150 yards on the ground and maybe a touchdown, a couple of catches? Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so Le'Veon Bell, I didn't think was the play. And so I went with Christian McCaffrey. Why? Because I think as far as a guarantee at running back, which I think you need, that's what I went with. Which means from my other running back position, I have to go value, right? Because Christian McCaffrey costs 10 grand. I got to go with value from my other running back position. I chose to go with, for now, 
uh, Tariq Cohen. We'll see what the running back situation looks like in Chicago as far as who's going to play, who's not going to play. As of right now, I got Tariq Cohen. Uh, so we'll see how, like I said, the injury situation is really what's playing into that. But Tariq Cohen is my play there. Let's get into wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne, Deshaun Jackson, DK Metcalf uh, are the three that I went with. Why? Well, for one, again, Christian McCaffrey cost ten grand, so you got to get some value somewhere. Uh, no Debo Samuel. Kendrick Bourne is going to get the top targets uh, as far as wide receivers go in San Francisco. Obviously, George Kittle is probably going to be their leading target. Um, but Kendrick Bourne should be right behind him. Deshaun Jackson, healthy. Alshon Jeffrey, not. Um, Jalen Rager, coming off an injury. Don't know exactly what's the situation there. In couple with the fact that he's a rookie, so... I went with Deshaun Jackson uh, for my second wide receiver and third wide receiver. I tried to get as much bang for the buck as I could, and I went with DK Metcalf. There's a few different options you could go with for that kind of money. Um, let's take a look here really quick and see. Uh, DK Metcalf goes for 5,800, so you tweak your team a little bit. You can get Emmanuel Sanders for 57. Uh, AJ Green's there. Terry McLaurin's a little bit cheaper. Um so Odell Beckham, if you tweak your team a little bit, he's 5,900 versus 58 for DK Metcalf. And I could get him actually because I have 200 bucks left over. So if we remove that, um, that leaves you with Julian Edelman as the most expensive at six grand, Devontae Parker. And like I said, you got Odell Jarvis and then you got DK Metcalf followed by T.Y. Hilton, Emmanuel Sanders and A.J. Green, Terry McLaurin. So I just went with the most bang for the buck. I think DK Metcalf of all of those guys, um, against the defense that he's going against, which is Atlanta's, uh, I think he has the best opportunity uh, to succeed there. So those are my three receivers. Now let's get to the flex tight end and the defense. So we'll go with the defense first. Um, defense, I went with the Panthers defense, actually, versus the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good this year. And the Panthers made an overhaul on their defense in, in the draft. So this is purely based off of, um, it's all based off speculation and total guessing, right? But this is purely based off the fact that I don't trust the Raiders and the Panthers made an overhaul to their defense. Um, so we couple those two things together. There's a few other defensive matchups that I like um, and a few other defenses that I like. For example, uh, you could go with someone like the Colts. The Colts are going up against the Chargers. That's one that I, I could roll with. I also think Philly at Washington is a potential one, but that means you're fighting against yourself with Deshaun Jackson. You're going to have to make some changes there. Um, but I do think Philly has the potential to look kind of ugly against the Washington football team with their defensive front. So that's a play you can make with that switch with Deshaun Jackson. Um, so you got a few options at defense, um, but I went with the Panthers. Like I said, I think it's the biggest gamble, obviously, because their defense is very bad. But given who they're going against and the value that they are, um, I think it's worth a shot. And again, this is about picking the best team based on the, the salary cap. So you got to make some some sacrifices somewhere. Obviously, you can't just pick all the best players. Um, my flex position, I got Nick Chubb, another running back. Um, I tried to justify someone like a Calvin Ridley. I was going to go with the Calvin Ridley, Matt Ryan stack at the flex and quarterback position. Um, but I think it's, I think it makes more sense to go with a running back here, especially if you can get a top running back. So I went with Nick Chubb 
um, at my running back or at my flex position. Um, one, because running the ball, he's obviously their lead back. He is backed up by Kareem Hunt, who's going to get a few carries. He actually had some decent games last year behind Nick Chubb. Um, but I think the focal point is obviously Nick Chubb. And then two, Stefanski likes to use running backs in the pass game. Um, so Nick Chubb's not, you know, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's decent in the pass game. Um, so hopefully he'll be able to pick up a few catches in there. Um, Nick Chubb at the flex spot. And finally, at quarterback and tight end, I saved this for last because I always like to, every lineup that I play, I try to stack a quarterback with either a running back and, or excuse me, with either a tight end or a receiver. Sometimes if it's like the Chiefs or something, I'll do a Hill, uh, Mahomes, and a, like an Edwards Hilaire. Um, but I try to do at least one stack. And for this week, I'm going with Tom Brady and O.J. Howard at tight end. All the buzz is about O.J. Howard. We know what he can be if he stays healthy. So that's going to be the question. Is he going to stay healthy? I don't think Gronk is going to take away from his targets too much. And considering Mike Evans is probably not going to play, um, I think that's going to bode well for O.J. Howard. Um, look for, if you're looking for an alternative at wide receiver, you can pick up someone like a Scotty Miller. Um, running back, you can pick up someone like a Devin, or excuse me, Zach Moss from Buffalo. Uh, we don't know exactly what that running back situation is going to look like as far as what the split's going to be. Um, but it's a gamble. You could take Zach Moss. Um, those are my DraftKings picks. Um, that's what I got for this week. Uh, maybe next week we'll do something a little bit different and pick some players from Sunday, Monday, and the Thursday coming game. But for the sake of time, for the sake of, of, of not holding up too much time and doing research for the entire week, plus with injuries and all that stuff, I wanted to give you one just solid pool of players. So there you go. We'll do it really quickly uh, for the people that may have missed it or got a little confused there. Tom Brady at quarterback, two running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Tariq Cohen, Kendrick Bourne, Deshaun Jackson, and DK Metcalf at wide receiver. Tight end, we got OJ Howard in our flex spot, Nick Chubb, and the Panthers defense to top it all off. This has been your boy Capo. There are your picks. There's your fantasy stuff. Next week, we'll talk about a little bit more talk about what we saw or what we're going to see from the Bucks and the Saints. I want to talk about the Titans. I want to talk about the Browns and the Ravens. We'll talk about it all on the next episode. Take care, guys. Peace.